1: And we're back on our number three of Lawn and Garden. I'm Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves, and I'm with Winston Eason of Clayton County, the Extension Office. He's been an agent there for what did you say, 25 years. Congratulations. You're just shaking your head. Wow, I can't believe it's been that long. (laughs) That is fantastic. So Some good knowledge for you folks today. If you want to give us a call with your lawn and garden questions, there's a lot to be doing. This is a great time of year to plant new shrubs, new trees. You're thinking about maybe making things look a little bit different in the yard. And, you know, you've got, at least I do, old trees that, I mean, I hate cutting things down just for the sake of cutting them down. But sometimes it's necessary. They've either just Mm -hmm. overgrown Mm -hmm. their spot. They're shading too much of the yard. And I can't get, you know, fescue to grow in certain spots of my yard because there's just too much shade.
2: We get that question all the time. Oh, my grass won't grow under my oak trees.
1: (laughs) Well, that's because there's a big oak tree there. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, I mean, call a tree company. Something like the folks Premier Tree is Mm -hmm. who I've used, chopmytree.com. But now is a really good time to have a company like that come out, kind of give you perspective. and have them do some work that way you can be planting now you don't miss your window now to plant trees and shrubs Yeah,
2: and you know my my suggestion uh, usually um, you know if you're just um, kinda overrun with shade is to try to probably redesign your landscape and incorporate maybe some of those you know understory plants and so forth instead of trying to get grass to grow or you can expand on the mulch areas and and so forth um, or. You know, you can prune up some of the branches, uh, more so on those, you know, hardwood trees that tend to um, uh, produce more shade. So you kind of open up a little bit and get more sunlight and so forth to hit the ground. But... long term it, it it's not a bad idea to just kind of think about maybe redesigning the landscape well that's
1: and, key in, Winston what you just said and, yeah. sometimes you just have to realize you're not going to have grass there oh, you no. know I mean you just kind of have to come to this realization you know
3: it's,
2: it's so using grow.
1: mulch and, and yeah. that's kid friendly too yeah. if you've got the yeah, family out in the yard mm-hmm. a nice mulch area yes mm-hmm. pebbles something like yeah. that mm-hmm. now a lot of folks here in Georgia are very intrigued by moss gardens and also by yeah. doing the um I guess it's the mondo grass that mondo, can, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that can almost be a yeah, lush lawn, uh, that, right?
2: That that will work too. Um, does well in under shade, um, so yeah, and very very low maintenance. Um, so that would be a good option. Um, it's not a good idea to uh, you know to be continuously um, disturbing the soil under your large trees, because you're, you're actually disturbing some of those roots. Uh, those roots that um, you know the feeder roots, what we call them. But um, you know, I, I advocate for maybe like a one-time installation of um, you know permanent plants mm-hmm. under uh, the canopy. Um, that's not going to you know affect the the root system too much. Um, but stay from putting annual flower beds and so forth under the trees. Right. and, You know. Um, and just expand the mulch area and redesign that and just keep it low maintenance and natural and um, should look pretty good
1: and folks at pike nursery or your local garden nursery in your area are so happy to help you when you just go into the nursery and say look here's what i've got to work with mm-hmm. here's the shade they are more than happy to find you at least four or five options of different, plants and things plants. that are shade yeah. tolerant. Now, speaking of maintenance, too, with lawns, what can we some of the most common lawns? We'll just stick with fescue and Bermuda fescue. right now for sake mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. So we're getting, you know, late into the season. What are folks most concerned with right now as far as they're maintaining their fescue and their Bermuda lawns?
2: All right. So fescue, uh, definitely, this is... Perfect fescue weather. So, um, if you have a fescue lawn, it, it's not a bad idea to probably, you know, think about maybe overseeding or uh, renovation and so forth. Um, and of course, we always start with the soil test to kind of give you an idea of what's going on with the soil and the fertility levels and so forth. Um, but now would be a good time to overseed um, your fescue if it if you don't have a perfect stand, so to speak. Um, so you'd you know um, any. Any variety, uh, or you try to match the varieties that you have, uh, the existing varieties. Um, and um, fertilization, maybe September, and October, and
1: Remember that and water uh, Well,
2: if you put seeds out, you have to put water out. It doesn't I mean, grow yeah, itself. It doesn't does grow it? Does it? itself. So, um, renov- if you're renovating your fescue lawns, um, it's it's a good idea to go ahead and um, you know make a couple passes with your um, core aerator. And I tend to prefer the core aerators that. Um, Picks up a plug instead uh, yes. sort of just poke, you know, pokes a hole in the ground. So there are basically two types out there. So get one that picks up the plugs. Um, and core aeration followed by uh, overseeding and then water you have to keep those seeds hydrated how, um, how
1: often? I would Even say
2: uh, at least once uh, you know you can do it once a day um, uh, just to you know for maybe about a half an hour or so just I get out it. there in the evening yeah in the right evenings are good um, mm-hmm. Right. once the uh, seeds start to germinate you have to keep them hydrated uh, otherwise they'll just dry out and um, get get killed back. Yeah, and then you've wasted all the money. And you've wasted all the now, you know, what about time and, and money.
1: Bermuda? I mean, uh, you're on yeah. one of your last mowings of yeah, the year. Yeah,
2: um, right? Bermuda, probably uh, September is kind of like the, you know, uh, the kind of like cutoff month for applying fertilizer and so forth. But also, to, uh if you have, you know, any of the warm season grasses, Bermuda, centipede, and so forth, um, uh, you might want to be thinking about maybe putting out a pre-emergent herbicide sometime in September to control the winter weeds. Uh, a little bit late, um, for a pre-emergent, but, you know, the weed seeds don't all germinate at the same time. So even though you have probably missed the uh, ideal time to put out the pre-emergent, um, you still have some weed seeds that are kind of lagging behind. So you probably could still benefit from maybe uh, maybe a, like a half rate of uh, pre-emergent on your warm season grasses uh, going into into the winter, and that's definitely going to help with um, keeping the winter weeds down
1: that way you don't have to call us in the spring or in the spring and say yeah. what do I do with uh, all what, these weeds
2: what do I do with all those weeds you have to be proactive when it comes to weed control you have to be proactive and of course the overall health of the um, the lawn the, the grass the turf in this case um uh... has a lot to do with uh... whether or not you're gonna have challenges with weeds uh... there there seem to be kind of like almost like a uh... an inverse relationship with weeds and and the overall health of the turf so if you have a very vigorous healthy uh... lawn it's gonna shade out most of the weeds and and that's kinda what we strive for so look at your management practices make sure you get the soil test done Water more in frequency and heights and so forth, and you know,
1: strengthening that and lawn,
2: strengthening the lawn so it, um, it can outcompete the weeds.
1: So all we're doing, folks, is giving you more to do today, <laughs> this weekend, in the coming yeah, months. Um, but it is, if, uh, if you're a homeowner, it's uh, a, an all all the time thing.
2: A, a beautiful lawn just is just is like is raising supporting. your kids. Yeah. <laughs> all right,
1: four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. That is the number that got Hal in and on the line from Conyers. Hi, Hal.
4: Hey good morning Good
1: morning good
5: morning.
4: I just want to let you know that I really love your show uh, what y'all do with Walker today.
1: We have packed <laughs> him up and shipped him off to Cuba.
5: Oh.
1: Yep. Ooh. That's that's okay. no joke. If you go yeah. on his website, walterreaves.com, he's been talking about this garden trip to Cuba for uh-huh. months now. Folks could sign up to go. And he tries uh-huh. to go to Cuba once a year, and he so looks forward to it.
2: Awesome.
4: Great, great. Yeah. Well, I hope he has a good trip. We and, hope so. Uh, I hope he doesn't get detained there. Yeah, he better <laughs>
1: come back. <laughs> y'all are going to get tired of hearing me. He better come back.
4: Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I just got three real quick questions okay. for y'all. Y'all are so nice to have this program. Uh, What's the difference between a mum and a chrysanthemum?
1: Same thing.
2: No, yeah. Same Same thing. thing. Yeah,
1: The lazy people just call it mums.
2: Chrysanthemum. Okay. Mums. uh, (laughs) If you plant
1: those
4: out in your yard after they bloom in the pots, Mm -hmm. will they come back next year?
2: Uh, yes, they will come back. You might want to give it a haircut, you know, after the flowering season is over, and you can actually put them out in the landscape, and they'll uh, they'll come back. Uh, the the mums you buy at the store, they're. Um, they have lived uh, a really pampered life up to the time you purchase them <laughs> they're actually right. grown in uh, greenhouses and you know uh, they get ideal growing conditions they're forced into blooming uh, so that they make that you know spectacular show for you so that you'll you know like pick me pick me you know when you go to the store to buy them uh, yep. so they're, they're typically not that hardy and and sometimes uh, you know you know you, m- you might not be successful in getting them to you know uh, survive in the landscape because they have been so pampered but okay. but but yeah, um, you know you can try that and see if they'll you know, yeah just okay. give it a good haircut right. and set it out in the landscape somewhere there.
4: All right, thank you. Oh, it, would it be shaded area or uh, full sun? Uh, uh,
2: shaded filtered light is good for mums. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
4: All right. My next question is: uh, I've been seeing banana trees all around the community. Mm-hmm. Where can you buy a banana tree?
2: Oh, um, I've seen them at the local nurseries, more so in the springtime. What time.
1: time? Yeah, I was to say what time? Yeah, are
2: you uh, in the springtime. Spring yeah. Okay. And they're not they're not hardy here, so that's something to keep in mind. You know, come okay. first frost, all of that stuff is you know it's just going to get frozen back. Uh, but you can actually uh, dig the corms up and um, store them somewhere, maybe in the basement or something like that, and then you can set them back out um, uh, in okay. the spring. Yeah. Okay, and one,
4: uh, I got just two more quick questions.
1: Well, how how about one, Hal? One more.
2: (laughs)
4: Okay, Uh, where, uh, well, okay, I'll go to my fourth question. Okay. Uh, I have a huge Christmas cactus, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's getting ready to bloom. I want to make it bloom either at Christmas or Thanksgiving. I heard that if you put it in a closet without light, it will delay the blooming. Is that correct?
2: Uh well uh, it, it requires a certain amount of uh, dark period um, short you know some plants are classified uh, blooming plants are classified based on the amount of uh, daylight or um, uh, or if you want to say darkness period of darkness that they need to um, to flower so yeah uh, there's a, a set amount of time that you have to put it in the in the closet and then you take it out and expose it to a certain length of time and so forth we have a publication on that so if you want to go on either Walter's website or go to the extension services webpage and um, you can print a publication on how to um, you know force bloom or how to to bloom your Um, your uh, Christmas cactus
1: thank you Hal and Winston that warrants giving out those websites again Mm -hmm. because all I did in Walter's website in the search bar was type in Christmas cactus and sure enough there's an article about care and Thanksgiving cactus flower Christmas cactus flower so WalterReeves.com or the extension website the
2: extension website you can go to www.caes.com UGA.edu. And College
1: of Agricultural. And
2: Environmental Sciences.
1: C-A-E-S. All right. Hal, I wish we could answer all of them for you, buddy. But call us next Saturday. We'll be back right here on Lawn and Garden. Next up is Lottie. She's your neighbor. Calling from Conyers as well. Hi, Lottie. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. You Real taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. Real quick. What's your question? I just want to know what can I do to
3: get rid of this wild clove. Wild, wild clothes.
2: Hmm. Is that the same as wild garlic?
3: It's kinda like clover that you have, but it's this wild in the yard. Clover? Clover, yes. Okay. Oh
2: clovers. Uh is it is it tall or is it uh it's tall does it hug the ground
6: the yard and it comes back up tall. Okay, grand.
2: so so that's a winter <clears throat> it's a winter uh, uh, weed we call it here. Um, it's very hard to control. Um, you know, if it's growing in your flower beds you can pull them up. Or you can uh, put out a non-selective herbicide like Roundup or something like that. If it's growing in the yard in the lawn area, then it gets a little bit more complicated. You have to use uh, a selective herbicide, something like uh, Weed Be Gone or so, to to suppress the, um, the weed.
1: And when would she treat it? What time? Uh,
2: right, because it comes up in the winter months, uh, you know... Uh, uh, the pre-emergent doesn't work on that So you have to do a uh, post-emergent So that should be up this time of year And they'll persist maybe until maybe say Late spring uh, So uh, frequent mowing And an application of uh, some type Of a uh, post-emergent herbicide Will kind of knock knock it out
1: Alright, coming up, stay tuned We have Jane, Ricky, Sarah and more On Lawn and Garden, this is WSB Channel- All right, now a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security Systems. No excuses to avoid garden activities today. The Bulldogs are on a bye. There is other college football, of course, we know. But the weather is going to be wonderful. A mix of clouds and sun throughout the day. The highs in the upper 70s. Tonight, expect identical conditions, lows in the mid-50s. Stay tuned. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast coming up in 10 minutes here on News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, now I know a lot of the Bulldog fans are used to sticking around for the pre-game coverage And kickoff and all of that But we have a regular Saturday here on WSB So I will be followed up by Dave Baker And the Home Fix It show You can call in 9 to noon With your Home Fix It questions for him Belinda Skelton and at Atlanta Living From 1 to 3 And then 3 to 6, Monica Perez So stay tuned for all of that And also coming up within the next 10 minutes We have Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery She's going to be giving away the Pike Pick And how you can save 20% when you go shopping today So Winston, we were talking about great time of year right now to be doing things and lots of calls about mums now tell me i may have just misspoken to someone earlier though about moving them
2: okay so uh, i'll definitely wait until they've bloomed um before i move them because of course moving is um is actually a shock to the plant and so they might either abort the flowers or um you know they they might just um flowers might just might not open
1: So you bought them In those pretty large containers At mm-hmm. the grocery store or the nursery Let them finish blooming Enjoy them while you can yes. and, then and then Go ahead then, yeah. and maybe Move them to the yard more. Or just move them around
2: That's correct
1: Great yeah. Alright Thanks for cleaning Clearing that up for me Alright <laughs> 827 Coming up on 828 On WSB We'll be back with more Of your calls On Lawn and Garden This is Ashley Frasca Sitting in for Walter Reeves Join us 404 750 About another half hour to go This is WSB Every day we're going led
4: astray It's hard to be lucky in love
1: Another half hour to go here on the Lawn and Garden Show I'm Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves today He is vacationing and much deserved Sitting in with me is Winston Eason A county extension agent for Clayton County Many years of experience here Helping you answer questions today And at this time, every Saturday We talk to Mickey Gasway of Pike Nursery To get, save you some money Hi Mickey Good morning Ashley, how are you? We're doing good, we're having a good time How's your day going so far? How's I know you going? get an early start It's great. It's doing good. Hey, Winston.
2: Hello. How are you today? Good. Good, good. Great.
1: So give us the secret. What is the Pike's Pick today? It's ornamental cabbage and kale. All right. And so when that's the Pike's Pick, what does that mean? That means 20% off. You have to ask
6: the cashier. You have to say, hey, I want the Pike's Pick today, which is ornamental cabbage and
1: kale. And they'll give you 20% off, but you have to ask for it. Great, and folks can plant those now full can, sun? Yeah, lots of they like fertilizer. They're very heavy feeders like anything in that family, whether it be the edible
6: kind or the ornamental kind. They like to be fed, um, and they like full sun. They don't get much color if they're not in full sun, but mm-hmm. they're great and plants, super with pansies. They look oh, yeah. so good with pansies yeah. in there. There are a million different kinds, and some of them are purple and some of them are pinker and some of them are white, and there's some of them that are more upright, and they make a great, uh, we call it a, a thriller, a middle middle plant for containers. They do really good.
1: So. Now, that's interesting because I accidentally kept mine alive. Like, I, I didn't oh, really? know. It was the first time I'd planted kale, and it was last mm-hmm. year, you know, up at the mailbox. Yeah. One died, one didn't. So the one that didn't, I thought, hmm, okay, this guy's just going <laughs> to hang on. That's fine. So I put yeah, it in a small hard. pot. Do what? Do <laughs> what? Did he get taller and taller? Yes, yeah, so I taller. put it in a small pot, <laughs> and now I've got that on my back deck. And I'll be darned if the thing's mm. not—yeah, it's growing on a little bit of a stem you are now. Kidding
6: me? Yeah. Oh, so I wonder wow. what to
1: do with it. One? Have you ever seen
2: one go through winter? Oh no, no! I, haven't. Uh, That's yes. amazing. I-, I figure the frost is going to get it soon. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm surprised it, it hasn't listen. bolted or something. I kept something, it alive
1: yeah. since last year. It's amazing, and like I said, it was totally accidental. Yeah. And usually they bolt in the spring. Oh uh, yeah. They set seeds. Set and they seeds die. and die. Yeah. So to make <laughs> it look prettier, so it's not on that big stem, I can plant some pansies around it. That's a good idea. <laughs>
2: Maybe,
1: yes. yes, I've done something that y'all haven't witnessed. That's, that's amazing. Great. You may have something. That's your million dollar idea, right? right. Keeping kale alive. <laughs> well, um, any classes or any exciting news coming up at Pike Nursery? We need to know. Um, I don't think we have one
6: today. We've got. Uh, I wish I had looked. I'm not at the store today. I'm at the lake. Oh, lucky you! <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, and I don't think there is one today. We've got a class. Um, the next week we do have one. Next the next week, but we don't have one. This week. And I don't see it in front of me. I'm so sorry. No, good I'll for you. I can
3: tell you.
1: Good for mm-hmm. you. Well, so well, if people want to look that up, or they forget the Pike Pick or what it is, what website can they visit? Go to com. That's great Always good to talk to you, Mickey Thank you you so much for taking time out Tell the family we said hey
6: I will Enjoy the lake You You have a great
1: day You too too. Bye Bye. All right, 404-872-0750 We want to catch these callers Before they rush out to Pike Nursery And help them out this morning Sarah joins us from Morrow Good morning, Sarah Good morning on this beautiful Saturday
3: Isn't it, though? Yes, um, I have something, it's not Mondo grass, but we've always called it either monkey grass or border grass, and it started out as a thin line uh, across the front of my house and around on the side, and over the years, it has morphed into beautiful It's real thick, about two, two and a half feet wide, and I wanted to to cut it back, but nobody wants to do that because it's so thick and so tight in the ground, and I was they all say, oh, you know, I can't do that. It's too much and I can't do it. But I was wondering if there's any kind of particular tool besides the shovel that might make it easier to dig that stuff out. Entice
1: some, oh. some other
3: worker <laughs> with a really handy tool that's going to work.
2: Well, you, you can share the plants with your neighbors.
3: Well, I've offered to give, give it yeah. away if somebody would just dig it up and nobody yeah. wants to dig yeah. it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, And I know it a costs good uh, bit, I think, at the nursery but yeah. like I say, I'd be yeah, willing to give it away if somebody would just come and and thin it out for me because it's just so thick. And I cut it back every spring, you know, with a mm-hmm. weed eater and it just comes out so pretty and beautiful. Yes. But those roots are just so embedded, they just it's so hard to dig it, and I didn't know if there was a particular tool
2: that might make it easier. No, a good old shovel, <laughs> oh, <okay.
3: Well. laughs> and using maybe the the thinner bladed
1: shovel rather yeah, than the broad the, the, the square broad, mm-hmm. shovel, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah, that well. should
2: do it. So, so basically, the the clump has just pretty much grown out of control. Or, oh yeah, 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 yeah. and
3: okay. it's really pretty, but it's just yeah. so thick. Mm. Okay. Well, I'll try the shovel again, but that just really wears. <laughs> you know, it I does. But anyway. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your suggestion. Thank You're you, Sarah. Welcome. Be careful good and good luck. Right.
1: You too. Thanks. Thank
3: bye
1: bye. All right. Up next on the line, we are joined from Dwayne out in Norcross. Hi, Dwayne.
0: Hey. Good morning. Uh, yeah, I have some uh, English boxwoods that border the uh, front of my house. They're thirty-five years old. Some of them are about. Four or five foot tall. And an arborist once told me that the fall or the winter was the best time to prune. I want to know what the best time to prune is. I know I shouldn't cut more than about a third of that foliage back, right? So I wanted to know the best time to prune that.
2: Okay, so um, dogwoods um, don't respond very well to drastic pruning.
1: Now, did you say we've got I conflicting English things said here? said
2: dogwoods English or boxwood. 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 Oh, oh, I'm sorry. So the, the shrub.
1: So, Right, right. doing. Is
2: yes. it a is it a shrub or a tree? Yes. It, they're
5: shrubs.
1: Okay, so okay. boxwood. So, so okay. Sorry okay. for the confusion on right. our end. Okay. okay,
2: okay, so um, uh, it it probably took what you said thirty five years for them to get to be four feet tall. So they're yeah. very slow growers, slow, as you have found right. out. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't. Um, I, 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 you can share the plant, but um, as far as pruning them back, if you start pruning back into into the canopy, into the you know the hardwood, uh, the plant might. It might just die uh, because right. they're such slow growers. So uh, I, I would share no more than probably about uh, half an inch at a time, um, you know, if you just want to keep them in check. But um, in any kind of a heavy pruning um, might just defoliate the plant uh, because it takes so much energy for them to re sprout. Uh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, but if they're looking good, you know, if you're not if they're not you know actually 35 years you said um maybe it's time to you know probably take those out and put some new ones in and so forth because um, um you know plants they they just don't perform forever there comes a point when you you might have to think about renovation or replacement and so forth um, Okay. so but but if they're looking good and healthy uh I wouldn't worry too much about pruning them back um what would be the reason why would you want to prune them back what what's the
0: well because they're they're they I don't want them higher than the windowsill, okay, and I want to cool. bring them down to that level. So the right. arborist that came by about a year ago mm-hmm. suggested that I prune um, the major branches, the major branches, and thin mm-hmm. it out slowly and methodically mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. a couple of years. Yeah, and yeah. so I just my main question is at pruning time, like for is this. This time, or maybe the springtime, a uh, good time to prune. Right, I would time. go. I would sure go with sp- deep winter or deep summer.
2: Right, I would go. Definitely go with early spring. Okay. Yeah.
0: And what about this time of the year in the fall? Is it okay to maybe prune slightly a little bit? Uh,
2: there. Not well. Uh, uh, typically, uh, we try to avoid pruning back, uh, say, early fall, because. Um, uh, most plants will tend to resprout, and and those fresh, newly sprouted uh, leaves and stems won't be hard enough going into winter. And so you can, Right, you can get some, you know, some winter kill there. Uh, so either wait until you know um, there's no possibility of the plant re-sprouting, which would be kind of my, maybe late fall. Um, or even into December, somewhere there, um, uh, before you do your pruning.
1: And then, with anything pruning, just to kind right. of stabilize the health of the plant with boxwoods, it'd be good to fertilize maybe in April and June just to right. help strengthen it back. Right? right? Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for your call, Dwayne. Up next, we have John from Dunwoody. Hi, John. Hi. Maple tree. What can we help you with?
5: Yes. Well, I've got a maple tree that's uh, it's a mature and it comes. It About um, a foot and a half up, it's got one trunk, and then it splits off into about four other trunks going up. And in between two of the trunks, there's a crevice where water, rainwater, gets between Mm. two branches there, and it settles down, and I guess it's a foot or more deep in this crevice. And I'm afraid it's going to rot or something, and I wonder if there's some way I can prevent that or, or dry it out or... Any suggestions?
1: That's great that John even yeah, observed yeah. that. Yeah, So Folks we have to, um, what we
2: call included bark, probably uh, right where those um, um, you know branches uh, merge or join. Um, I, I, I wouldn't do anything uh, about it. I mean, um, you know, if you think of uh, how long does it stay wet, or you pretty, know,
5: pretty much because it's it's probably a foot deep this crevice is, mm. and it's probably, so at it's the top, it's like four inches, five inches wide, so right. there seems to be water in there all the time. It's always moist, and I'm just afraid it's going to start rotting, right. and then the tree will mm. be gone. I was thinking about maybe putting a little umbrella or some sort of <laughs> something to keep some of that water yeah. out of that yeah. that area.
2: Right. Um, I'm afraid uh, there's not much of a, a good solution for that, um, you know, um in the old days, we probably would have drilled a hole somewhere there to allow for drainage, but that uh, is actually going to uh, open up the uh, plant to uh, entry of insects and, you know, disease pathogens into the the wood. So the best thing to do, really, is to do nothing.
1: And just let it be. Yeah, and just
2: let it be. That's I mean, great that he's thinking ahead, yeah, though, trying to be preventative. Yeah, cause that's right. I mean, that's, that's great, uh, but... Um, um, Uh, I wouldn't recommend any kind of a, you know, fill in the void with any kind of a, you know, cement or concrete or anything of that sort. Right. Um, And if the tree is, um, what, 30-something years old, Uh um, uh, apparently, you know, that doesn't bear much on the overall health of a plant at this stage. So I wouldn't be too worried about it.
1: Oh, thank you for the call, John Sorry, it's not better news there Well, listen, as an addendum to Mickey Gasway's call Talking about the pike pick today This weekend, going to pike And getting 20% off the ornamental kale and cabbage You can hop over to your local pike nursery here In just a few minutes A class begins at 9 a.m. It's Falling for Roses So they'll be telling you about new varieties That are available next spring As well, to, as, well as how to care for your existing roses Pruning, We get, I'm surprised we didn't have any rose questions today, Winston Usually lots yeah. of questions about pruning roses and all of that kind of thing, but class begins at 9 a.m. at your local Pike Nursery. Check it out. All of the details online, Pike PikeNursery.com. It's 8:47. We have a few more uh, minutes to go. We'll try to get to Sandra's call and David's call up next here on Lawn and Garden. <laughs> Time for a weather update Brought to you by our friends At Ackerman Security The Basics A mix of sun and clouds No rain Highs in the high 70s Lows in the mid 50s Atlanta's most accurate And dependable forecast Coming up here Less than 10 minutes On News 95.5 And AM 750 WSB We have time for two more calls I think we can get them in David from Conyers What's your question? Yes, I'm
5: trying to improve The uh, mass production On some oak trees And I'm consider a fertilizer, and I just want kind of some guidelines, of what type of fertilizer, what year, type of year, and how much.
1: Now what, uh, is it uh, pretty established in old oak?
5: Yeah, they're probably from 20 inches in diameter to four foot in diameter.
2: Okay, and, and, I've and, got and what are you trying to get it to do, to be uh, more canopy, uh, or what What are you trying, trying to do? Trying to improve
5: the uh, Acorn production, the mass production. Oh,
1: come over to my house. Okay, I will give you all
2: Um, the acorns. So, you trying to attract deer or squirrels?
5: (laughs) Property in Hancock County, they clear cut 20 years ago. Yeah,
2: yeah.
5: And left up trees around the creeks and. Last few yeah. years, we just haven't had any mass production.
2: Yeah, uh, well, you know uh, uh, most trees uh, or most fruit producing trees uh, they they actually produce, so they have a kind of like a a bumper year and then they'll have a lean year. Uh, so um, that's just uh, what we call alternate bearing so that's just a natural process um, I don't think there's much you can do to increase the acorn production if you were to fertilize more so on an established uh, oak tree um, so um, uh, I, I don't think fertilization is going to help with uh, the production, it, it all has to do with uh, the tree being in sync with um, uh, all, in sync with other trees um, too uh, but um, also with Temperature, weather, and so forth, and, and the mere fact that um, most of our um, acorn-producing uh, fruit uh, trees, nut trees, uh, even fruit trees on a whole, so, will go through this cycle of um, alternate bearing.
1: One year may be better than right, the next. One, yeah, All right, Sandra, yeah. you've got about 30 seconds. What's your question? Okay, I have uh, – my backyard is full of huge hydrangea bushes. I never cut them back, so
6: I, I know that's not the problem. They have not bloomed. They bloomed three years ago beautifully. Mm-hmm. The last two years, they have not bloomed. I've been putting 10-10-10 on in the last couple years. Is that the problem, or what else can I do?
2: Uh, Over fertilization can actually cause the plants not to bloom, but um, it could be more related to maybe uh, winter temperatures, uh, that actually just um, you know damaged the flower buds. And, and she
1: said the last right. two years we right. had that ice yes. snow yes. um, about two years ago, so that um, could be it.
2: I'm almost certain that that is the issue, just um, the temperature, winter temperatures.
1: So maybe bring it back on the fertilizer
3: a little uh, bit. Just
2: yeah, I'd I'd uh, you know if you just want to be precise, you can get a, a soil test done to determine how much fertilizer to put out and frequency and so forth, um, and um, just hope that. The, the temperature is um, conducive Alright,
1: thank you Winston very much For joining us in studio, uh, very happy pleasure, to have my you My
2: pleasure, I love coming here <laughs> It's been a great
1: three hours, so you can get a hold of Winston Or your local county extension agent By going to extension.uga.edu You can find me here On WSB Monday through Fridays As part of the morning traffic team It's been a pleasure sitting in for Walter I hope you have a great Saturday and a great weekend Thanks for listening to Lawn and Garden On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB